0: Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Then he said, every person, every apostle
1: that wrote letters to the church, every single time told them to do something about the devil. Now why? Because they've got the authority to do it. Hallelujah. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. James is writing to the church. We know he is because he said, he's any sick among them called for the elders of the church the church, didn't he? All right, he said,
0: resist the devil, James 4-7, and he'll flee from you. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the classic series, The Believer's Authority by Kenneth E. Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, Here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. Now he
1: is simply saying that believers will have authority over the devil. That's what he's saying. They'll break the power of the devil over their lives and over the lives of their loved ones. You see, you've got power and authority in your own household. You can't just go out promiscuously breaking the power of the devil over in and everybody's life because you don't have that authority but you do have authority in your own life and you do have authority in your own household. Can you understand that? Now, they were to be free from the enemy because they will exercise authority over him. Now, who is it that's going to cast out devils? Who is it that's going to exercise authority over the devil? Believers are. They're going to pray God and God will do it? No, they are. They are going to pray that Jesus do it? No, they'll do it. Now, notice it concluded by saying they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, we don't pray, God, lay your hands on the sick. No, he said you lay hands on them and they'll recover. We don't pray, Jesus, lay hands on the sick. No, you lay hands on them. Well, if you're going to do the laying on of hands, then you're going to do the exercise and authority over the devil because he said they shall cast out devils. They shall lay hands on the sick. We don't say, God, now you speak with other tongues. No, you do the talking with other tongues. God doesn't. We doesn't say now. I'm gonna pray that Jesus will speak with other tongues. Well, no, we don't pray that Jesus speak with other tongues. It said believers would speak with other tongues. You do the talking, isn't that right? Well, then why would you pray that God would cast out devils then? When He said you do the talking tongues, you do the laying on of hands, uh, and and you do the speaking with tongues, and you do the casting out of devils. See what I mean? Not God. You do it. Not Jesus. You do it. Are you still out there? You're going home. Can't you see that? Can't you see that? Amen. Now you don't pray, as I said, that Jesus will lay hands on the sick. Because he said, they believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. You do it. You lay hands on the sick. Because, you see, you're exercising the authority that God gave you. He authorized you to lay hands on the sick. Hallelujah. Same way with dealing with demons and evil spirits. Now, so you see, first of all, Jesus said himself, as Matthew and Mark records, Jesus said after his resurrection after his death, burial, and resurrection just before that he ascended on high, to set down at the right hand of the Father where he ever liveth to make intercession for us that all authority is given unto me both in heaven and earth but he delegated that authority on the earth to the church. Oh, if we ever wake up and realize our authority and take advantage of it great things will happen. Now, the next reference he gave me was James 4, 7. James chapter 4, verse 7. We're talking about the authority that the believer has. We're talking about exercising this authority. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. James 4, 7. Now, here's what Jesus said to me in that vision. He said, every writer then, he, first he gave the scripture here where he had delegated the authority on the earth to the church. Then he said, every person, every apostle that wrote letters to the church, every single time told them to do something about the devil. Now why? Because they've got the authority to do it. Hallelujah. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. James is writing to the church. We know he is because he said any sick among them call for the elders of the church. The church, didn't he? All right, he said, resist the devil, James 4, 7, and he'll flee from you. Now, a fella had the audacity to come to me and said, now, brother, Hagin, I heard you quote that scripture. He knew where it's found, James 4, 7. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from me. But he said, I did it, but said he didn't leave. I said, now the Lord will forgive you for lying if you'll repent. <laughs> Don't you come whining to me and tell me you resist the devil and he didn't leave because if you do, I'm going to tell you exactly that you're a liar. Because if he didn't leave, then the Bible lied. If the Bible lied, then God lied. If God lied, then there is no God. Then there is no heaven. Then there is no hell. No, just settle on it. The Bible's true. And if some reason or other didn't work, you didn't work it. Are you listening to me? Because God's word never fails. All right, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You is the understood subject of the sentence. James, I like to put it this way, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle James said, you resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Well, you couldn't resist him if you didn't have the authority to do it. That's what Jesus said to me. And of course, you do have the authority. That's the reason he told you to resist him. And he'll flee from you. Now, notice that James did not say, pray to God so that he will resist the devil for you. We're great ones trying to get somebody else to do something for us. No, he didn't say pray to God and God will resist the devil You're supposed to resist the devil. He doesn't say that he'll flee from Jesus. He said, resist the devil and he'll flee from Jesus. No, he said he'll flee from you. He'll flee from you. You see, the authority is yours. Now, here's where we fail. Is because you say, well, I just don't feel like I've got that authority. Feeling hadn't got anything to do with it. I said, feeling hadn't got anything to do with it is what God's Word said. That's the thing that counts. You see, our faith should not be in how we feel. Our faith should be in what God's Word said. Hallelujah to Jesus. That authority is yours whether you feel like it or not. It's yours. Hallelujah. But you must exercise it. Nobody else can exercise that authority for you. Jesus can't. God can't. The Holy Ghost can't. He can help you, but He can't do it. I can't. You must do it. We use illustration this morning about the policeman. You know, you've seen him just hold up his hand, stop the traffic. Well, he might not feel like doing it, but he just goes ahead and does it, and authority works, whether he feels like it or not. Amen. You know, we went out to lunch today. And when we turned in to go to where we were going to eat, there's a policeman there, you know, and he motioned, uh, holding, just holding up his hand. That's all he did, just held up his hand. All these cars coming the other way, stop. And we turned to the left, right in front, because he motioned us on. And when we came out of that place after we had eaten, we ran a stop sign because the policeman told us to. Well, we didn't have the authority to run that stop sign without him motioning us on. He is holding this traffic bike, just motioning us on, see. And we just went, never stopped, never tired a bit. We went right through that stop sign, just went right on, you see. He had the authority to do that. Well, what if you said, yeah, I don't feel like it today. I'm just not up to par. No, the authority's there. No matter how he feels, the authority's there. The authority doesn't rest on his power, his strength, or his ability. That authority rests on the power that's behind the situation blessed be God, it's the power of God and the authority of God, God the Father and God the Lord Jesus Christ and the very throne of God that's behind this. Let's recognize that. Hallelujah to Jesus and start exercising what belongs to us. Now, I remember that, uh, you see, Jesus gave you this verse here, James 4 7, one of the verses he gave me, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now, you know, in a general sense, we know what the word flee, F-L-E-E, means. And I did. Yet right on the other end, my spirit, on the inside of me, my spirit seemed to tell me that there was a significance to this word flee. And so I remember I I began to look it up in different dictionaries. And finally, I found one of these great big old dictionaries about a foot thick. And I looked it up in it, and I finally found what I was looking for. I see how the spirit was leading me. And I found the expression there because this whole page or two that uses the word flee and to flee in it. And and one expression, to flee, it said, one definition was means, to flee means to run from as in terror. To flee means to run from as in terror. Then I understood why that spirit that I saw when I spoke to him and told him to hush that he just fell down on the floor and began to shake and whimper and whine, you know, just like a whipped pup. He is afraid. That's what's wrong with him. He is in terror. And I told him to take off and man, he ran from me as in terror. You know, she said he'll flee from you. It didn't say he'll flee from Jesus. It said you resist the devil and he'll flee from you. He'll flee from you. Are you listening? See, when you begin to find out who you are in Christ and who you are and what you have and your rights and privileges and authority that's yours, the devil will know it. Beforehand, he'd been rubbing your nose in the sand, but he won't. You know, there was a time, I guess, in all of our lives, spiritually speaking, you know, if everywhere the devil put his head up, we are scared. We automatically talked to be afraid. You hear some churches and some preachers, all they talk about is the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, until you finally believe that the devil had more power than God. The devil's going to take everything over, they said. I've heard them say it. And I said, when I hear them, I always speak up and say, no, he's not. He's not, never going to take everything over. Oh, the devil's going to take this world over. I said, no, he's not. He'd have to take me over first, and he can't do it. <laughs> it's astounding what faith people have in the devil and his power. You know it is? I mean, even Christian people. Even, even spirit-filled, even charismatics. It's astounding what faith they have in the power of the devil. I don't have any faith in his power at all. I've got faith in the power of God. Amen. I was preaching down in another state, and I'm going to tell you where it was. Full gospel businessmen actually set the meeting. It wasn't their meeting, it was mine, but they worked in cooperation with me, and they set the meeting up for us and did a lot of lag work, cooperated with us. And I was doing some teaching that somebody didn't like. And some of the full gospel businessmen, I mean, some of these men that I knew very close, I'd seen them conventions and different places, you know, they came to me just all afraid. Just, they sort of like that little spirit, just a-shaking, almost. Oh, brother, I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you. You can see they're just, they're just afraid. And I said, well, what's the matter? Well, he called me to one side, three or four of them, was, one or two of them full gospel businessmen, another were just some of the folks there. And, and there's some men and there's some women involved too, oh, Brother Hagin. And there's a certain so-called prophet. Don't misunderstand me. I believe in prophets, but not this guy. <laughs> and evidently they didn't like something I said. Said they didn't agree with you, and they told us that they're going to put a curse on you. I said now I double dog damn too.
0: <laughs> You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer, the Believer's Authority Curriculum. In this package, there is the Believer's Authority Study Book, the four CDs, The Believer's Authority, the CD set Reigning in Life as a King, and the book The Believer's Authority Legacy Edition by Kenneth E. Hagen. All this for the special price of fifty nine ninety five. This is over twenty five dollars off the retail price. Call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Again, call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen.
1: Camp meeting 2015, July the 19th through the 24th. So come and just have a refreshing time in the Lord.
0: Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on our authority as believers. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.